Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yo, what is going on? And welcome to another episode of the Urban Pitch Podcast, the beautiful game of life, part of the Believe Network. I'm Ramsey Abushala, editor of UrbanPitch.com. As always, we got the co-executive directors of Vibes in the House, uh, Julio Monterosa and Bridget Flores. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> we out here. <laughs> we out here. You, you got our names right this time. You had to yeah. just take two because yeah. you messed up with our last names the first time. I'm sure this, it'll get it'll get put back in, in post. <laughs> that, yeah. we should I just no wanted way. to make sure. I just There's wanted no to make way that's sure. going unseen. But he's nervous um, today. I know. I'm extra nervous today because we have a very special guest joining us via Zoom. We have the current. Gotham FC Chief of Staff Darian Jenkins, uh, ex uh, pro player. She's got a veteran uh, pedigree, and she's now newly in the uh, front office of Gotham FC. Darian, what's going on? Thank you so much for uh, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, our resumes all are going to you right now. So <laughs> any position, we're willing to work. We're hard workers. Whatever you want to do, you're all moving the pot out there. So the resumes are in the email. Just make sure you read through it. All right, please. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, so chief of staff, uh, that's like a, a pretty uh, general term. Like, I mean, when I think of chief of staff, I'm thinking of someone like in a political campaign that's like running things, you know, <laughs> right? uh, like executing these like bo board meetings and and uh, making stuff, pulling some strings behind the scenes. Um, I don't know if that's exactly what you're doing, but uh, uh, so can you just kind of clarify what the chief of staff role um, implies in, with Gotham? Yeah, no, when I first heard it, I was like, House of Cards, I feel like this is I've <laughs> right. on a I series of beef or something, like completely <laughs> satirical. Um, yeah, so got offered the chief of staff role uh, when I was, I honestly didn't think I was going to get a job this soon. I was like, oh, I'll take six months off after I play and like really relax. Boom, it was like a month after I retired. Um, but essentially, I'll use my experience with my years of playing in the US and abroad and working with the NWCLPA a lot and partnerships that that entailed and a lot of the uh, like programming that we put out, I think I took, I kind of said yes to everything that was offered through the PA and like really took advantage of those opportunities of networking and working on partnerships. And so I'm using those skills I developed and those connections to help Gotham develop partnerships, and just have that experience as a player that's kind of been through the best teams and the absolute worst teams and really try to elevate this space and make this, I mean, we're in New Jersey, New York, like make this the best market and team to come to in the NWSL. Yeah, and um, I think with the the rebrand uh, recently with Gotham, I think that's that's kind of helped things uh, um, and it put like start into a new direction. And mm -hmm. you coming in now, uh, what what are like, uh, the, the big objectives that, that you're working towards, um, I, I know it might be early on, but, but what, what is it like, uh, what's like on the priority list for, for you right now? Yeah, I think first and foremost, what we're most passionate is making sure our players feel equally compensated, feel comfortable. They have the facilities, the environment to actually be professionals. I've had so many experiences where I'm worried about, oh, do we have a field to train on? Are we getting kicked out of the space. Oh, can we not shower at the facilities today? And these, like, you're an athlete. These are, these aren't things you should be worried about. You should just be focusing on playing. So making Gotham have those standards, um, first and foremost for the players, and then being the club that's leading the way in having really good partnerships 
um, giving back to the community. And you can see with this rebuild, our entire executive team is women. It's so badass. It's just all of these women from everywhere in from MLS, NWSL, kind of bringing all of our all of our experience together and really revamping the infrastructure of Gotham, which I think has always plagued this club, sadly. You know, it's one of the oldest clubs in the league. So really resetting that and just making this, like I said, the most desirable club to be at, whether you're in the front office or if you're a player. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get into the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. I love to hear that it's all women running things. Um, obviously, right? as a female, we out here doing things. <laughs> I just have to point that out. But I'm also curious, like, what has that been like for you, the dynamic working with an all-women's team and you all are the ones that are putting in the effort to move this team forward. What has that been like for you? I mean, it's been really cool. We did a round table at 35 Ventures a couple weeks ago, and I'd been asked a similar question. And it's fun, the parallel it's made from my pro career, like obviously playing with women um, mm -hmm. and like really powerful, impactful women from like different walks of life. So coming from that into the business side where it's really intimidating. Like I don't have a business degree. I'm not savvy in this. I can just really talk a lot of shit and it works out for me a lot of the time, honestly. Same. And I, I just, Same. Yeah, I just hate soccer. yeah. Like it's, it's really worked out. Like I'm good at networking and it's worked out for me, but um, yeah, it's been fun to make that parallel where I'm, I'm on a team full of women that are really trying to affect change and, have the power to do so. Like we're all women in positions of power that can make these big time decisions, which is the first that I've been a part of, especially being a player, especially in the NWSL where not just until recently you could be traded that you find out on Twitter. So <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool to be in this position where I have a say and my opinion is valued, like truly valued um, and how it carries a lot of weight into decisions that are made moving forward. I love that. Let me know if y'all are hiring so I can pull up. <laughs> she's always on every, yo, every single interview that we've done. She's been trying to get another job. Like it's well, crazy. Get me out of here. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, sick of these two. Yeah. We're nice people. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand what we, it is. We like value this. her ideas. She she does what she wants. Like we, we gave her own segment on the she show. She has her own you know? segment. Like, like, you know. We're still working on that. We're still working on that. <laughs> uh, but so so following uh, so when you. Uh, retired when you, you realized that the point career is over did you feel like there was like a pathway laid out for you um I know like um uh, it, it happened sooner than you thought it would um getting into mm -hmm. like the front office side of things but did you feel like there was um like at least some kind of guidance or were you out there on your own because I know some some oh teams are, are, are kind of starting to help with that with with that post-career transition yeah so 
<laughs> Short answer, no, there was not anything set up. NWSL is like, oh, you're retiring this date? Okay, at the end of the month, all of your benefits are gone. Your pay is done. <laughs> like, yours, you're done. Um, which I had no idea. I was just like, oh, let me just tell them. And then it was like, oh, okay, yeah, there's nothing more coming in. Um, so that was nerve wracking, but I'm fortunate where, like I said, I've taken advantage of the opportunities that came through the NWSL and the PA and networked. I did a lot with Nationwide um, and their sports marketing team and actually became close with their CMO. And they set up this player experience in at their headquarters in Columbus for two weeks. And that kind of pushed me to feel more comfortable to announce that I'm going to retire. I'd been thinking about it for a long time. Um, but yeah, there's nothing, there's really nothing that's set up in our CBA or within the league to help players transition. And I know other leagues like Australia has the PFA and they put money aside for players to have when they retire, they give them internship experience. Um, so that's actually something I really want to work on with Gotham and then as a whole with the league is creating some sort of. I know path to retirement, which I don't know if that's a very corny name, not that I want to call it that, but um, <laughs> something that just helps players transition because it's scary, um, especially when you're, you know, we don't have time to get like a real full-time business job to get experience. If anything, we just have like side hustles, like coaching and whatnot that you do, but it's nothing that you that tangible that put you put on a resume that's like, oh, we should really consider them for this high paying position, even though they have no business experience. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, short answer, no, but it, I'm glad it worked out for me, but I and, hope to be the one that creates that. Yeah. Hopefully fingers crossed you will be um, in the process of like knowing you were about to retire. Did you have certain things in mind that you were like, okay, I'm, I might take some time off, but these are some things that I want to go into. Were there anything and was what you're doing now, like one of those things you, you had in mind? Chief of staff was not <laughs> at all. That's number didn't one on the, on the priority list. <laughs> yeah, didn't even know what it meant until I was like Googled it after I got offered. Um, no, I knew... I knew for a while playing in the league, I was like, oh my God, like working in the front office cannot be that hard. Like I'm going to go work in the front office. I want to be a president of a club one day. However, whatever it takes for me to get there, I'll figure it out. But like, come on. Um, so that was kind of my mindset going into retirement is like, I'll for sure be able to work with the club in some capacity or with the PA and then just build my resume, make my moves in that way. Um, and that was kind of my plan. It was very, very vague, very broad. I was just networking from the nationwide thing and asking for meetings and connections and wound up here, like within two weeks of doing that. So, uh, yeah, definitely wasn't chief of staff, but something uh, to get business experience on the soccer, uh, on the executive side of, you know, club and the NWSL. All right, so back just like to the athletics part about uh, retirement. When did you know? Because I know for athletes, especially athletes that play at the highest level, it's always hard to know that you have to let it go. When you still, you yeah. still, you know, you still have it. How hard was that decision to say I'm retiring and that's it? Yeah, I mean it was tough. So I had an injury in college. I broke my leg. I broke both the bones in my leg. I had a compound fracture. And when that happens, your like your bone comes out of your leg. Your cartilage dies really quickly. Um, 
So I knew I only had like kind of a finite amount of time in my playing career. And like, I'm fortunate to even have come back and played professionally, to be honest. So I knew around like 27, 28 is probably when I wanted to give my body rest. And this last year I had some injuries, like my ankle was starting to like kind of ache while I was playing and like a lot more than I was comfortable with. And then I, because I was compensating so much, I started to get this bad knee injury. And I think with that, I was like, during the off season, if I can't get this to feel better, I think this is like my, my sign. And then um, I filmed this thing. I don't know if you guys saw, it's called the off season with a bunch yes. of the players yeah. in the league. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So super fun. I got invited to do that. But while I was there, we were doing a lot of training. I just re-injured my knee. And like, as soon as I did it, I was like, I just think, I think after this, I'm, I think I need to take a couple months and just really sit on it and be, be sure of my decision. And yeah, I just, I was tired of my body feeling the way it was. And I don't ever want to be 30 something and limping when I'm walking in the morning. You know what I mean? So that kind of, I mean, it sucks, but it made it a little easier for me that, I don't know, it was on my own terms and it's not like I was being pushed out because I do think I was in my prime of playing like mentally too, um, which is frustrating, but also I can make peace with it. I think I had a cool journey and kind of accomplished everything I wanted to playing. Um, so in all, I'm happy with it. Yeah, coming, coming from a guy that wakes up, uh, he limps a lot. When I wake up, yeah, you, you did the right thing. <laughs> Your body can only take so much. But, uh, yeah, that's that's not from playing professionally, though. Yeah, that's just, he's just on. Like, he's those in are a whole from, other from world. From two vendors, yeah, coming home pretty late. Off a like bender. once he starts drinking one day, he'll go for like weeks. He'll disappear weeks on end. You don't know where he is. He he uh, does his own bar hopping by himself. Networking. Yeah, hey, that's what he says. He yeah, says we'll it's network. call it networking. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, but so, so talking about your playing career, um, let's, let's get into that a little bit. So you start, um, UCLA, um, mm -hmm. win a national championship, do all, do all that. What was the college experience like for you and, and, uh, what made you choose UCLA? Oh, my college experience. One, it was amazing. Um, I was so naive, like my family, I was raised by a single mom. We didn't have a lot of money growing up and I just did soccer for fun. I never thought. I didn't know I could even like go to college for playing soccer until I started getting called in like national team camps and like getting offers from coaches and me and my mom were like, I don't know if this is real or like <laughs> whatever. Um, and I chose UCLA because I was like, fun, I'm by Hollywood and the beach is there. <laughs> the weather's nice. The coaches are nice. I guess I'll go here. Like they, that really was all that went into it. I didn't. I didn't think anything through. I was just kind of enjoying the moment. Um, but yeah, my college experience at UCLA was amazing. Grew up a lot as everyone does playing. But um, I mean, I'm fortunate because if you look at my freshman year, it's basically an NWSL team. Mm, like yeah. all of the players that were on that team, my freshman and sophomore year, it's crazy. So I had a lot of people to look up to and want to model my playing career after and seeing their journeys, like half of them were on the national team at the time or just getting their starts with the national team, getting drafted high. Um, yeah. And then watching them play in the NWSL, I was like, okay, this is something I could actually make a career out of or something I could really aspire to do. And so, yeah, my experience was great. I'm fortunate I went to that school and met all of those amazing players and friends that 
I still have today. And it's fun playing for or working with Gotham too, because now when teams come, like I saw my friend I, that I played with in Bordeaux, France, um, mm. that was here the other night. And I was like, oh my God, like soccer's just given me the most amazing friends um, that I could have never imagined from all over the world. It's, it's pretty cool. Very true. What was, um, so what, what was your experience like living in LA? How did you, what did, did you enjoy <laughs> it? What was that like? Well, I was house poor. So that sucked, mm. but like my whole stipend went to rent and like yeah. a two bedroom with five girls and one bathroom. It's crazy. <laughs> Sounds like LA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just parking ticket every other day. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, no, but it was fun. Like there's, I love living in a big city and you always just have something going on and it's quite inexpensive to find an event to go to or just be at the beach or, um, I don't know what there's, there's just a plethora of things to do there. there. So I really loved it. Um, it's nice to be in nice weather. I hate the cold. I hated growing up in Utah with the snow. So I was happy to get out and not have to deal with that. Um, and yeah, all around great experience. I love LA. Getting late night cookies at Dee Dee's right next to the Dee Dee's doing all that great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting an hour in line for just basic cookies with ice cream. I know, right? Man. Something you can make at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's the experience. It's the experience. Yeah. How so was the 405 back then? Yeah, the 405. How was the 405? <laughs> oh, it was terrible. I was actually, I was seeing a guy, too, that went to school at Dominguez Hills, like the school from oh. Bring It oh. On. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah that's go a drive. Yeah. Go to- oh, that's, that's where the galaxy is. The galaxy is over there. Yeah. Young love. Making that drive all the time. That's a crazy drive. Wow. You were committed. Crazy drive. And it's the I, 405 the whole way, Oh, the 405 all the way from the... stay on the 405. Yeah. From yeah. Westwood to, like, the South just, Bay. Yeah, yeah. You must have been in love, love. Good <laughs> love. Yeah. Young love is beautiful. You do a lot. The things you That's do for, thing. for love. The things you do for love. Young love and broke. Yeah. There you go. Baby, can I get a 20 for gas? So, so are you a New York or L.A. person between the two cities now that having experience in both? Ooh, Everybody's ooh. asked me that. My gosh. Um, Say the truth. LA. We, so, we, we get it. Yeah, no. no <laughs> I'm, I'm direct. So I definitely prefer living in LA. Uh, I prefer the weather. You're by the beach. There's much more to do. Outdoorsy stuff to do. Uh, I appreciate the people in New York more. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. It's a little, it's a little bit more real. Mm. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Like, yeah, yeah Bridget. Bridget, just knowing Bridget alone, yeah, I can see it. Nah. I'm one of the best, the best LA fun, people. What's fun about New York, too, is, like, everyone's walking everywhere. So mm. it's crazy how many people you just run into, like, randomly on the street, all kind of hustling to get somewhere or just go chill at a park or a bar. Like, I really like the, the social scene here because it's everything's pretty convenient to get to. Yeah, that is true. I, I went to visit New York, I think like 2018. I really enjoyed it. And we were walking everywhere, taking the, the subway everywhere. It was really dope. Yeah, it's it's lax. If you guys are ever mm-hmm. here, let me know. Oh, About for sure. Up. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> get planning the trip now. Insider's tour. Yeah, now, now yeah, we're going to go. You should East come Coast. to a game. You should come to a game and then we could have like a fun day in New York. A night out. Yo, okay. let's make, oh let's my, yeah. That's, that's, a night out. Hey. Okay. Wait, right. Let me look at the flights right now. <laughs> He's like, let me check my calendar. We're actually Don't play free. with me. Dude. He, was quick. He, was quick. he was quick to pull that calendar out. 
You see what I'm saying? You Everything get it started, right now. Yeah, no, that's that's for sure on the list. We'll we'll uh you know we'll connect after this, maybe uh, make that happen. But okay. uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For Send sure. our no, that'll be fun. Um, it's a lot of great things to do out there. Um, something somewhere I, I've been wanting to go, Brooklyn uh, Brewery, just because uh during like pandemic their beer was so hyped, mm. and I wanted to go so badly. Now I still have that feeling that I want to go. No, just the, have a beer there. The pizza. When I tried pizza, New York pizza for the first time, I loved it. I'm a big pizza fan. So when uh, okay. I was out there, yeah, I was super excited. Yeah, I was super excited to try the pizza out there. See, everyone rags on me because I'm not a big pizza person at all. <laughs> yeah, at yeah. all. Dang. I mean, what's, what's there to like about pizza? Yeah. What, I mean, what is it? Like? Cheese, oh. bread, and pepperoni. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Um, no, I, that's one thing I miss about LA, though, is Mexican food. I miss mm. it so much. It's so much better. I haven't found a good place here. Yeah, it's out here. We have all of the they got Chipotle, the good authentic. Yeah, Chipotle. They got Chipotle. <laughs> yeah. Taco Bell. That no Taco Bell. Even... <laughs> That's like not even a top five basic uh, fast food. Oh, that's, that's Mexican. That's Mexican. Don't, don't disrespect the Mexican I'm culture sorry, like sorry. that. Last, last year, my, in, in, like, in, where I work at, they just had a tray for Cinco de Mayo. It was yeah. <laughs> oh, my well, God. It's a good thing you don't work there anymore. Yeah. Um, but but I, don't, I don't know how we got onto this uh, tangent, but back to your playing, uh, your playing days. Uh, so... You play uh, professionally. You have uh, stops, you know, multiple places: Seattle, um, or Orlando. Uh, you played in uh, Australia, in, in France. Um, mm-hmm. What, like, what was the most noticeable dif- uh, differences between playing in each country between the U.S., France, and uh, Australia? Um. Okay, where to start? Also, U.S. So, the game's just different. Everybody. I mean, we have college, and so. We're in the weight room. You're taught about like sprinting, diet. Like it's all like kind of hand fed to you when you go to college. Like sp- uh, especially UCLA. Like you're just bred to be like a top tier athlete, and you have every single resource right in front of your face. So I think I relied a lot, and also way I, the way I grew up. Like I didn't have private training or anything. I just played soccer for fun, and it was what I liked to do, and to blow off steam and be around my friends. Um, so I don't think I was ever too technical, not until I entered when I was recovering from my leg, uh, breaking my leg. And I finally hired like a trainer to work with and do a lot of technical work. I think that helped me become more technical, but I still relied on my speed and physical ability more than anything. Going to Australia, I think, um, it gave me a lot of confidence because I think I still relied on that, but doing that much work in the off season improved my technical ability, which I don't think they're to the level of the NWSL. I think that they're going to get there. Um, I think it's just going to take some time. So, and then France was really humbling because they're, they work smarter, not harder. So like if I'm, I, the first thing I noticed when I was there is like playing on the wing instead of a defender, like in the NWSL would be all up in your face. If the ball was coming to you, you would have like two feet to make a decision um, or just kick it by them and run and go get the ball. In France, they give you like 10 yards to make the decision. And so I remember like we were doing this drill with my coach and we had a Spanish coach too, who was like on us. And I remember the player, those of her name is Andrea, who's defending me. And she gave me so much space that like I had a brave part like, 
literally just dribbled into her and she took the ball and like countered and they scored I think um so I think it made me a lot I don't know they're just much more tactically smart and slower on the ball whereas NWSL there's so many transitions and it's a lot of just like high speed running the entire game so that humbled me a lot and I think helped my career with appreciating the ball much more and slowing down um and so I had a lot of confidence when I came back from playing in France, actually. I think it helped my game a lot in the long run. That's dope. Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no I was just going to say, I mean, moving into where you're at now, um, the experiences you've had on the field, the different places that you've been able to play, and now being in the front office, um, looking back in your time, like, what do you think, what do you... What have you noticed has changed um, within the game, like especially the women's soccer game? Uh, like on the field or just, just in I think general? Just like an evolution of um, maybe, yeah, maybe not necessarily the field, but like how you've seen soccer, women's soccer evolve in general. Just like what differences maybe that weren't, didn't exist when you were playing that exists now that you're like, in the forefront of because of the position you have now yeah i mean first of all the pay my rookie year i think i made like eighteen thousand, and that was like a big contract for a rookie. Wow. <laughs> yeah and you only got housing for like seven months i had to figure out i had to like move my whole life back home um and then get a second job it's wild it's wild to wow. think about the conditions and i was like i love playing like i'm a pro athlete <laughs> um and now i would like i would never do that that's crazy uh but i mean the evolution of like this the pa and having a cba and players threatening a strike if the conditions mm -hmm. weren't better and there was an agreement for things to be better from the league um the nwsl being the four in the forefront of figuring out how to play during COVID, during the start of COVID with the Challenge Cup. Um, there's just been a huge evolution. And I think the biggest thing is the rights for the players, specifically in this league. Um, a lot of what was going on being exposed and forcing the league to do better and be better for the players and hire people that are qualified and actually want to do good in the league because I always think like, wow, imagine if players just got to focus on being players and not worried about so many other things that are beyond our control going on, um, how much better things would be and how much better the league could be. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's amazing. You think about the resiliency of the players in this league, um, how far it's come, even from what I was just saying about my rookie year to now. And also the branding, like players taking control of their own branding, I think is so amazing. Like I was telling uh, one of my friends here, Mandy Freeman, like her fits every week. I'm like, I love that. That's your brand. Like, that's so sick. That is never something that we thought a couple years ago would have been a thing. And I would like, these opportunities can make you money and get you partnerships and get you deals and sponsors. And um, yeah, I mean, the game has grown a lot. So it's, it's fun to see the evolution of it and just the players getting getting a lot better, getting exactly what they deserve, and it's still becoming bigger and bigger and getting more investment from people that genuinely want women's soccer to be right. better, not just for like a, here's my name attached to a women's, right. women's soccer club. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like in intentional investment, but like actually yeah. make it better for everyone. Yeah, and just 
like actually like enjoying the game and caring about the players and care wanting to elevate the game and um I still think we have a lot of work to go on that front but it's it's exciting to see like when you see Angel Angel City and everything that they're doing to really invest in their team like I'm so jealous of all the things they have going on but happy for them that those players are thriving and have all these opportunities yeah definitely yeah and um yeah it's it, I think it's definitely been interesting to see um you know like with, with Gotham their rebrand you said you know the, the all mm-hmm. um uh like a like a female-driven front office. Uh, Yael Everbooch was actually um, one, one of our first podcast guests like years years and years ago. No way! Yeah, 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 yeah. When she was out here in LA, we had her on. Uh, before, you know, before she was... I think she might have just been... I think she was still playing, actually. She might have been with Kansas City at the time. Uh, but yeah, oh, that was, that's so like funny. years Yeah, years back. But... Um, and and now you, as you said, like Angel City and the like all the kind of turmoil that the league um went through in terms of you know stories that people may have known about for for years finally coming out to the public um and uh, now that you're kind of part of uh one of the teams trying to do change what are some goals that you want to see set um for the league moving forward i know like it's not all up to you but what are like some of the (laughs) the, those uh, objectives yeah oh wow that's a big question um, I mean, there needs to be more compensation for the players. Like my mind always goes to the players first. There needs to be more compensation for the players, uh, better facilities for every team in the league. Um, and then I think more investment. I think Angel City is a really good example of how a team can thrive and really bring in a ton of money if there's proper investment into a, into the clubs in the league. And something I've been thinking about too, why don't we have like, there should be, we should be having a summer tour or a tour with European clubs and be playing Chelsea, Bayern, Wolfsburg, Barcelona, Mm -hmm. Real Madrid. Like there should be something like that where we're blending the two, all of these different leagues. Um, Yeah, that's just something I actually was thinking (laughs) about today. I was like, I should pitch that. No worries. Uh, we'll be down to be the official podcast. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. let's do yeah. it. Let's this, could be, this could be a deal. This could be a right. deal right here. We're, we're hanging on to those coattails. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring you along. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, now I'm just like saying whatever comes to my mind. But there, there's just a lot. This league still has so much more room to grow, and I'm excited. Utah's coming in. Bay Area is going to be dope. Mm. I cannot yeah. wait for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then really just expanding this league more and more to get, I don't know, there's just so much work to be done where I think so many European players would come and play in this league if they felt, if they trusted it and that trust isn't there yet. Um, even from the players to the NWSL, I think that there needs to be a bridge there, um, that's still not fully built. So there's just a lot of like grassroots work that still needs to be done, but I think ultimately this could be the most desirable league in the world and um we just need to keep expanding and get proper investment to get there yeah yeah and um you know talking about the european players versus the american player there's a lot of like uh not not really debate but like discussion over you know nwsl versus like the wsl um or um you know the the france the french league with with uh Mm -hmm. leon leon just being a complete dominant force that they are but 
Uh, yeah. Having played both in Europe and the, uh, the U.S., I know you mentioned, you know, like some of the technical uh, capabilities of, of, of uh, European players, but like, what is, is there like a huge like gap in uh, like terms of talent or um, maybe like uh, just a playing style between American and um, European players? Definitely different playing style. Uh, like I said, I think they respect tactically and technically a little bit more. The game's a little bit slower, um, like a bit more poetic. Ugh, I'm using that word, but it's true. Um, yeah, snap, snap, snap. Who am I? Why did I say that? Um, but yeah, no, it's like in the front slower. office. You're in the front office for a couple months. All yeah. of a sudden, you're, you're getting metaphorical. I, who, yeah. Who am I selling here? What? Um, but no, it's much more technical. It's a lot slower. And I think, I mean, that comes from that being that those kind of like European sport, like our major sports are football, baseball, like real American sports. And so I think we have a lot of catch up to do, whereas they're, you know, some of my teammates in France were like playing in boys academies since they were seven years old and the most technical people I've ever played with. Some of them, like one of my teammates, Claire Lavager, she actually played for Kansas city. She's recovering from ACL, but probably one of the most technical players I've ever played with. She's insane. Um, but it's just, that's how they grow up. And we go to college, they start playing professionally at 15, 17. So just completely different um, from youth to pro that pathway, which now we're, we're closing the gap on that a little bit more. A lot of players are skipping college and signing direct, uh, directly pro, but yeah, it's just, it's just different. I, the, a lot of my teammates in France were really hesitant to come to the U S because they're like, Oh, it's so transitional you can be cut at any time, you can be traded at any time, mm -hmm. which that's changed a little bit now. At least there's like windows you can get cut in. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll have a heads up. <laughs> but there, I mean, I don't know. I was shocked my, I think my first week, because I came pretty late to season, like we sat down as a team and negotiated bonuses against the president, like as a team. So like we tie PSG, everybody here gets a $2,000 bonus. Oh, we beat Leon. Everyone here gets like a $4,000 bonus. Um, qualify for Champions League. Like you actually sit and negotiate your rights and like the dollars for every single person on the team. So um, it's a lot of differences, but I mean, each has their perks and each has their things we wish could get better. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Mentioning some of like the, the player development um, now, specifically speaking like Alyssa Thompson watching her like her first few games mm -hmm. with, and I was so surprised because I knew you know the talent was there like you know you've seen her like uh, her uh, international like the with the youth national team um, highlight reel um, but you never knew how like at least I didn't know like how it would translate to like the professional side of things yeah and then like just seeing her being able to thrive like really like she almost is. seamlessly mm -hmm. like she's like there's no question of her being on the, on the on the field it's not like you know some something where they're just putting her out there like she belongs on the field and it's it's crazy yeah, to, I agree. to see how fast you know uh that transition was was uh made mm -hmm. yeah and also, i agree it also goes back to like what you were saying i think if i'm not mistaken Alyssa thompson had a lot of experience and grew up playing with with majority like boy teams and like co-ed teams mm -hmm. and um, I think that does make a difference to the tactics and the, the, the mind of a female soccer athlete. 
And it just showed yeah. like the first two games that she started with Angel City, she dominated and she showed who yeah. she was. Yeah, she's I mean, she's scary to play against how fast she is. My big thing is I was like, she's seen she's super technical, but I was like, dang, I wonder how she's gonna do physically against people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. right. That that yeah. was like my big thing because like I can't imagine being that young. I mean, I was like this big, I would have been <laughs> thrown off. But like she's strong. She holds yeah. her own and she's able to weave past people. She uses her body well. Um, yeah, she's a different caliber. It's been fun to see and her kind of prove all the naysayers really wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My thing is I'm a big I'm a big fan of her first touch. Like it shows like like how great she is. Like the minute the ball doesn't like pop up, she spins with the ball. She's just so great. Her first touch is so legit and it shows like she's better than most of her pl- team teammates and <laughs> And they're older than her. No, but I'm, no, just to be honest. No, I like, agree. Can, she holds the ball up really well. Yeah, definitely. Like for her size, how yeah. young she is, yeah. like she really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are some of the players that you played against that like really surprised you with, um, you know, their technical ability, their 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 strength? Like, uh, who who are some of the? Dabinia. Oh yeah, well. Yeah. Dabinia for sure. Um, no, she's great. That was me coming back from, I had a year and a half recovery. So like getting into training and being around her and watching just like her balance on the ball and she's doing like flicks and tricks and like half messing around, but it works out. And you're like, how the hell did you even do that? Um, she's definitely one of the players that I'm like, was so impressive. I'm about to name all the Brazilians. Marta right. too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marta, too. I mean, I looked up to her for such a long time. So, I mean, I've seen her play since I was little. Um, I was fortunate enough to end my career playing with her, but or being on the same team with her. Sadly, she's injured. But she's somebody that watching her play and even just, like, joke around on the ball, it was, like, completely different caliber. Like, born with a ball at her foot. Um, so comfortable on a ball. Like, even when she was... I remember, uh, I think we did a recovery session together when she started first running on the field after coming back from her injury. And she just stood on top of a ball with both feet and was just balancing. Like, mind <laughs> you, she's not allowed to touch a ball. And I remember our PT was like, Marta, get, get the ball. She was like, what? Like, it was nothing. Um, Some light work. <laughs> yeah, just different breed, different breed of a footballer. In the position that you hold now, like in front office, I'm curious to know, like, what do you have a relationship with the players for Gotham? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of funny. So I grew there's a lot of players I grew up playing with, like Midge, I've known since we were 13, I think. Wow. Um, Just like going to national team camps together. I played at college with T. Smith. We've been good friends for a long time. Efi is like one of my sisters. Um, Yeah, there's there's a lot of players. So. Yeah, that's like my social group, but I like I keep it very separate. Yeah. Not that I know anything that's going on really on like the soccer operation side, but it is funny because I don't think people on this side like know that I'm I'm like very still in the soccer world. Like these mm-hmm. are all my friends. I've played on a bunch of different teams, so we've all crossed paths in some way. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that part's been fun. It's been it's been really different but fun. Now Do I just get see- to be fans. Right. Do you see that as like um do you think that front office should have some sort of relationship with the players or because I know for you, it's like it's a unique situation because you, you grew up playing with a few of them, you know, you know, you grew up knowing them. Um, but what are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I guess on teams I've 
played on. I've always had a good relationship with people in the front office and Mm -hmm. make a point to be friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it is nice to have like some relevance with the players, but obviously there's things that need to be very separate. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like if I were a player, I wouldn't want to know what's going on on the business side. I'm just there to play. Like that's all I want to focus on. I don't care. Um, But I do think it is nice to at least know what's going on. And honestly, a big thing I was thinking about too, is it would be nice if clubs did not internships, but like work experience, maybe in the off season with front office, just to see mm-hmm. how things are run, what's going on, kind of dip yeah. your toes in the, yeah. on the business side and just like right. educate yourself. Right. And then who knows what would happen? Like why, why wouldn't you want to hire NWSL players to work in your front office and exactly um, elevate your clubs? So yeah, something I've also been thinking about, but yeah, I think it'd be it'd be good if clubs had a better relationship, bridging that gap with players, front office, soccer ops, and keeping everybody connected. So it's mm-hmm. not just like a game day sort of sort of operation. Yeah. Do so, you still pop up in practice? I'm like, all right, let me show you how it's done. I still got <laughs> this. Don't play with me. <laughs> Start nutmegging everybody. Nutmegging everybody, yeah. <laughs> no. No, not yet. I mean <laughs> No, I'm not at I'm not at trainings. Honestly, it's been it's been like a little weird. Like I don't want to go to trainings yet. I think it's a little too close to too soon. So yeah, a little too close to my heart still that I'm like, mm-hmm. I wish I could still be playing, but I know it's not, I know like my body's just done, but like yeah. my heart's definitely still like if I could be playing and I knew it was okay for me, I would definitely still be playing. So I think maybe I'll get to that point in the next couple of months, <laughs> mm-hmm. but not now. But I am getting recruited a lot to play on people's uh, like five aside, and hey. I don't know there's a bunch of bills here. Yeah, yeah, you'll be my are first still, pick if you was here. Are you still playing? <laughs> um, do you still play like recreationally? No, I haven't in a minute. I've just been trying to like really get my body feeling 100. percent Like I just came from yoga. I like ran back from a yoga class. I was running late actually. Um, <laughs> but just doing stuff to like really make my body feel 100, percent and then I think at some point I'll get back into kick around we actually have a kick around got like the front office has one every like wednesday or something nice about to go yeah coaches skills. everybody <laughs> you don't want to make him look bad just yet yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah so like get completely healthy i'm trying i'm trying to start a co-ed team if you're ever Take on this side uh, <laughs> we might need another player I'll you, you might i'll hit you up let yeah. me know let me know <laughs> we, yeah. we got you because we'll be we'll like we're not gonna come back once we go to New York, right? No, no, no we're, not yeah, we're staying out there. out there. So like, we gotta start <laughs> Look, making connections. We can start a co-ed right team right here. Look, All we right, got four. Yeah. Ramsey's a good goalie. Ramsey's a goalie. Yeah. We could play up top. Hula could play defense. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. We got it. <laughs> we got it. We got a team. Now we just need a name. Yeah, oh, rising yeah. stars. <laughs> the rising stars. No. We did so a couple weeks ago. We did like a, a draft of like a five-a-side. Um, team of all the like the guests that we had on the show so for the next yeah so for the next uh draft you'll be in the pool you can come with me Uh, but so we all we all we all drafted and went through our teams and then we had to come up with team names and then bridget's bridget's team name she dug into her ayso bag she said uh her team would be the rising stars fc Like, I love that. You so. see? Thank you. Thank you. They're over here hating. So we had to, I mean, we, we clowned her for, uh, on it for a little bit just because it sounded, you know, like you, I could picture like the team Orange banner. peels, Capri Sun. Yeah. 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 I will treat I my team good. Orange peels you know? at the end of a game. Exactly. You they, see? Knew what the, they knew what they were doing with the orange. Like that, like, 
that was <laughs> top tier, top level yeah. stuff. We're, we're looking at them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or some orange slices and Capri Suns. Yeah. The best. That's all. You, that's yeah. all you needed. Yeah. Or they get lime and tequila, but that's just lime. <laughs> Somebody yes. take this man out. Yes, thank you. <laughs> we got to retire he's clearly, early. He's, he's got a niche to go out right now. <laughs> it's Thursday, Thursday. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I don't want to keep you too long. We're going to uh, wrap things up here uh, really quick. But, wow, that um, went by fast. I know, I know, yeah, it's already, yeah, we're, we're getting on uh, uh, 50 <laughs> minutes almost. So, uh, but, but before uh, you, we, we got a couple things. Um, one, you were known for uh, like when you were playing the the pregame like fashion runway outfits that that uh, you guys uh, you you would do. Um, our guys <laughs> wavy footy, they're they're always featuring you guys in the, or, or you specifically in their uh, uh, you know fits of the week uh, posts that they do. Um, but so, what are your thoughts on the how like uh, like you mentioned earlier how like you know the branding of players have gone and who mm -hmm. who are some of the best players and best dressed players in the league? I know Manny Freeman has to be on that list, but Mandy Freeman's uh, like, number well, one. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the thing I love about Mandy too is she's not like um, you know when people just wear designer and like mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. it's cool it's, because it's your drip right. out designer. Prada. Right. They're wearing Mandy, the, yeah. Yeah, they're like. Fashion and style. Too. It's wearing them. It's wearing them. Yes. Mandy has style. Mm -hmm. She makes anything stylish. I know she does a lot of thrifting. She puts like her last outfit. It was, I saw her. I was like, what was the theme of this? She's like Skittles. <laughs> Super colorful. That. Yeah, love it. She's just like her personality really comes through in it. So Mandy. Um, who else? I got to think. Honestly, I haven't looked in a minute. I don't know. Definitely Mandy. I love Ethy's style. Let me say non-Gotham people. Because well, um, Gotham, Gotham, you guys do the whole the whole tunnel photo yeah. shoot. I think too. I think Gotham started the whole the mm. blue carpet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they did. Um, who else? I know some Danny Weatherholt from LA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she has really good style, and it's very much like her style. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll leave that with top three. That let me not just okay. sit and like think of right. a bunch of other people. Right. <laughs> top three's good. Top three's good. And then uh finally, so when you do so let's say you're starting your uh your team, your club owner of a new franchise starting tomorrow, who's the first player you're going to sign? Who's the first player I'm signing? Yeah. Jesus. Um Myself. There we go, guys. <laughs> I'm, gonna say, I'm, gonna say Sam, I'm gonna say Sam Kerr. Oh. Oh okay. yeah, that's a, that's a great choice. She's yeah, because she's, getting, she, cause she's that's a player. A, you could you build a team around. Right. You're gonna need some significant investment, though. Uh, I know. I was uh, like, if that we contract. Get a yeah. <laughs> that contract. Um, that Chelsea. I think your your current position is gonna help you um, figure out the investment <laughs> yeah. part yeah. by the time you get to that I, point. I, I need yeah. to. If, yeah. I need a. I really need a network here in New York. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll let you have I'll let you have the rising stars name for your team too. So we can connect. We can I'll connect. I'll take it. Yeah. I was trying to think of my AYSS team. I think we were like green lightning or oh. purple lightning or something like that. It sounds about our name was bad. It was like South Central Problem. <laughs> oh You're still a problem. <laughs> South Central Problem. 
I like that. Honestly. That's kind of fire. That's a fire. Yeah. That's pretty. It's from South Central going to Palisades, putting a whipping on them. Oh. <laughs> Bad. Good times. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, but last question though. All right, so next year when you guys do the jersey reveal under the under the bridge, can I model? <laughs> Absolutely. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be out there by then. Thinking in the future. Send us your portfolio. I'm right here. Yeah, we'll get him some, some pro <laughs> headshots. Like so we'll, we'll take him to the mall. We'll, we'll uh, get him some uh, some glamour shots. Drip uh, him out. Yeah. <laughs> Drip. Yeah. Let's, we'll let's take the pictures. I got you. Some airbrush t-shirts. And all I need that. an airbrush t-shirt with a uh, with the belt with, with the belt that has a little name going across. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> Me and you, we're going to take couples photos. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, send me your portfolios. I'll get it to the right okay, people. Okay, for sure. I'll send you my MySpace pics. They're yeah. still good. Your, your photo bucket. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, Darian, thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time. I know it's late on the East Coast uh, over there, so, um, you know, we're very thankful for you sharing your time with us. Um, yeah. But for... Uh, Julio Matarosa, Bridget Flores, <laughs> and Darian Jenkins. I'm Ramsey Abushala. This has been the Urban Pitch Podcast for Beautiful Dream of Life. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.